Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I started thinking about what would basics be. And it's not an all-inclusive list, and it's not in any kind of special order. But it's things that we need to know and have it as a basic in our life. We need to know who we are in Christ. It's not time for us to feel like, well, we're, you know, the worms, the scum of the earth. We need to see ourselves as God sees us, not to be haughty or prideful, but we need to see ourselves in Christ Jesus. We need to see ourselves as the redeemed, the blood-bought ones. That's very important that we see ourselves that way. Then we need to understand His love, receive that love for ourselves, not be full of guilt and condemnation, but we need to receive the love of Jesus Christ unconditionally. And then not only do we need to receive it, but we need to extend it to other people. Amen? We need to have the kind of faith that God has. Isn't that what Mark 11 says? Have the God kind of faith. What did the God kind of faith do? The God kind of faith spoke to a fig tree and he told it to wither and die and that's exactly what it did. So when we have the God kind of faith, we speak and we say what needs to happen. Because we can have words that are full of faith that change circumstances and that will move mountains. Amen? Zechariah chapter number 4, I think it is. It says over there, Who are you, O great mountain? And the Amplified says, Great mountain of human obstacles. Who are you? that you would stand before me. So when I talk about knowing who you are in Christ and receiving that love and speaking and living in the faith of God, that's what I'm talking about. To the point where when you see the mountain of trouble and stress and perplexity and despair all around you, when you see it, that you have the faith that Zechariah had, and you speak to that mountain. Who are you, you great mountain? See, he acknowledged that it was a great mountain. Who are you, great mountain of human obstacles, that you think you can stand before me? I'm a child of God. You see, this is not just words that have no power when it comes out of your mouth with faith in your heart, it has an ability to move the mountain of human obstacles away from you and make it flat. Bring down the mountain and flatten it. Bring up the valleys and level level it. Make the crooked places straight. You got things that are all out of order. You've got a faith that can be released in your life through speaking what God speaks to level those things out, to take care of them. Who are you, great mountain? You know, a lot of us, you know what we want to do, and I have to include myself from time to time. You know, you just want to fall down in distress and say, I give up. You're a great mountain. But he said, 
great mountain of human obstacles, who do you think you are to stand before me, the child of God? And God said that I could speak the same kind of words that he spoke that day to that fig tree, and I can see something happen. I can see the troubles be removed. I can see things change. See, that's, that's one thing there. Faith-filled speaking, the faith of God. Also, I want to tell you another basic that we are missing it on, and I, it's a whole subject that I would, I've got so much I'd like to say, but I can't hear tonight, but prayer. We just do not know what we have in prayer. The effectual fervent man avails much makes tremendous power available. Evidently, when we pray, there's an energy that is released. The bigger the obstacle, the, the more powerful the energy needs to be. Well, I, you know, I prayed about that and nothing happened. Well, is it a great obstacle? Then you've got to, you've got to release the energy and power of God through prayer. Out of your belly flows. Do you know what that word belly means? Womb. Out of your womb, the birthing place of the Christian flows living water. Prayer will birth things and it will release the power of God. But what do we do about it? We talk about it. We talk a good talk. But what do we do about it? See, we've got to get back to the basic of prayer. And we've got to understand that when we pray, power, not just a little power, but tremendous power is made available to bring the mountains down, to change the distressful situations, to take care of the trouble, and, and help us through perilous times. We've got to get back to the basics then we have to study the, the truth of the Scriptures. We have to read, and we have to put it in our spirits. Well, I know that, you know, we hear that all the time when we come here. It's not what you hear, it's what are you doing. It's what are you doing. Amen? And, you know, the, the Scriptures are truth. And the Bible says, let God be true, and every man a liar. Well, so-and-so said this, and so-and-so said that. I don't care what so-and-so said. Let him be a liar. Let God be true. And see, we have to be that way. We have to be that way where we, you know, like Jesus, set our face like flint. Just set it and not be pulled over here. You know, well, this is what the news is saying. I, you know, the news, gosh. It's not news anymore. It's not journalism anymore. We, journalism is dead in America, and we might as well face it. And so you're told what they want you to hear. Not what the truth is, but you're told what they want you to hear. Okay, so we, we know that. So what do we do? We go to the truth of the Scriptures. I don't know about all that. Lies and propaganda, <laughs> everything else, you know, you know, is going on. 
I don't know about all that. I believe that God will give us discernment as a Christian. But folks, we can't get our eyes on that. We, you don't need to listen to too much news. I do want to be informed and I do listen, uh, you know, to, to find out and learn some things so that I can at least pray better for sure. But I'm going to tell you, if you want truth, you're going to find it in this book. And I don't know about, you know, all the other things, but I do know, let God be true and every man a liar. Amen? You know, the devil comes to us and he says, faith won't work in these troubled times. Things are too difficult. Things are too out of control. It's not going to work now. Do you not know that God knew this at the time that this scripture was penned for us? He knew it. He already told us perilous times are coming. Troublesome times, hard to bear, they're coming. I'm getting you ready for it. And when it gets here, you don't listen to the devil tell you that it would work 10 years ago or it works for this group or works for that one. No, you got to believe that it'll work for you in your house where you are and what you're going through. you got to believe it. There's faith that God gives us for troubled times. Amen? We need to follow Jesus' example. You remember when he was led into the wilderness? I love to read that story because the devil came in different ways. He came to tempt him with food, you know, spiritually, you know, every way that he could, you know, uh, materialism. He tried every way to get to Jesus, but every time Jesus would focus in and say what? It is written. Okay, so when the tempter comes to us, when we're in times of trouble and despair and perplexity and hard times, when all of the things that are on the face of the earth today, then what do we do? We go to the scripture and we find ourselves there. We find the answer to our problems there that says, it is written. And that's what we put in our mouth. See, I tell people all the time, you've got to answer back. You have to answer. You know, I, I've always been this way, even when I was a child, and I've, you know, got lots of spankings for this. And I needed them. But, you know, I always, you know, somebody, you know, my parents correct me, especially my dad, you know, correct me and, no, you're not doing that, you're not thinking right, blah, 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 and then, you know. But what I would do is I would want to answer back. I would want to give excuses. I would want to say why I did what I did and why I acted the way I acted. And because of that smart little mouth, I would get it again. <laughs> well, I did learn something, though, that, you know, that that is something in me. It's a part of my personality, and I was using it in a wrong way, but now I can use it in a right way to get God's way in my life, and I answer back. Well, you know, not too long ago, it's been a little while back, you know, we had two homes, that wasn't good. Right in the middle, you know, we put our house up for sale. We started building another one, you know, thinking, well, that, you know, it's just going to sell pretty quickly. It'll take us close to a year to get that house sold and, uh, or built. And then so 
And so what happens in the middle of all that, you know, the crisis comes with, you know, homes, you know, and, and you know, the cost of homes, you know, are being, um, you know, your equity is going down and houses are not selling. And so the end, well, you're just going to be stuck. You're going to lose that house. I'm going to take that. I'm going to embarrass you. You're not going to be able to make it. All of these things. Well, what do you do in those times? What do you do? Well, you know, you can let those thoughts stay there, meditate on them, think about it, and let fear set in, or you can start talking and answering back like Jesus did. He didn't stand there and let the devil say all those things to him and not counter back. He answered back. You ever get in an argument with someone and you got some good points to make and, and you, you know, you just in the heat of the moment, you forget to express those and then you stand back and I should have said this and I should have said that. Well, see, you have every opportunity with the devil that you can do that. So if you want to say some things, just say it. But just make sure that you're, you're speaking what the Bible says so that you can have some power to the words that you speak. But answer back when the enemy comes to talk to you and tell you that things are not going to be the way that you're hearing when you come to church. That God is not going to take care of you. That He's not going to see you through this difficult time that you're going. It's a lie. It is a lie. It is temptation to try to pull you away from your faith in the troubled times that you're in. And so you've got to do what it takes to make it through there. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So we can't meditate on fearful thoughts, but we go back to the basics and practice the faith, the prayer, you know, whatever it is that we have learned to help us deal with that situation. Amen? I want you to turn to the book of Ephesians. I'm going to end here. Ephesians 5. And, um, well, I'm just going to start reading with um, verse number 11. And have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Make a stand for what is right. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. See, there's too much exposure to evil and wickedness and perversion in the day that we live in. There's too much talking about it. And he said, don't even talk about what those wicked, perverse people do in secret. Oh, but we got to bring it out. Well, that's the problem with our society. We just give people an idea. And a thought. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. But here he's saying, Awake, arouse out of inactivity and indifference. Wake up, you that sleep. 
Now, this word sleep is really interesting. It's a carnal indifference to spiritual things. Carnal indifference to spiritual things. See, the body of Christ right now is receiving a wake-up call. You ever stay in a hotel and you don't have a clock with you and you ask them, call me in the morning at such and such time to get my wake-up call. So when that phone rings, what happens? You wake up. You might be startled, but you wake up out of that sleep. And he says, wake up to carnal indifference, to my word, and to prayer, and to spiritual matters, to coming to church. Folks, it's a basic to come to church. It's a basic to tithe and give your offerings. Now, that's a basic we don't like to talk about. Because after all, all you want is my money. No, I don't want it. God does. He said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And if you can't let go of that pocketbook, the 10% of what he puts into your hands, you're not doing the basics. I mean, well, get mad at me if you want, and the offering's already been received, so that's, you know. But it's a basic. But some people are indifferent to that basic spiritual thing. Or coming to church. Well, I come once a month or I come at Easter and Christmas. Well, let's just give you a medal. We couldn't do anything with anybody like that. You can't build the kingdom. You can't build a church with people who won't do the basics. And I'm not begging people to come to church. You know, I'm not. You don't come to church, that's your tough luck. You're missing out. Because we're living in troublesome times and it's not time to go to church less than you ever have. He said, assemble yourself in Hebrews more than you ever have before when you see that day approaching. Well, am I fussing with you? No, at you. Of course not. You're here tonight. You're here on Sunday morning. You know, you're here. But there are lots of people that need to hear it because they're spiritually Asleep. They're indifferent to spiritual things. They're insensitive to spiritual things. But yet they want God to give them a bailout. It reminds me of what's going on in our nation. No accountability. Do things that are ridiculous, but you want a bailout. And then you don't even do the right things after you get it. Can you tell things bother me? I hope you can. I hope they bother you too. You're a taxpayer. Oh, but you're a Christian. You have to shut up. No, I'm a taxpayer and a Christian, and I'm not going to shut up, and I'm not going to be silent about it. But I'm not here to be political. That's not, I'm not. I'm really not. But it just tells you we live in confusing times. And in the same way that the world wants a bailout, Christians want a bailout. But you got to do the basics, folks. Well, you know, I'm just on Sunday. I'm just so tired. Well, you know what? It may be that spirit of sloth that's on you. Why don't you take authority over it, bind it in the name of Jesus, and cast it out? Okay, that's enough on that. (laughs) What I'm saying to you tonight is this, guys. 
when you see all the things happening that are happening, it's been prophesied, it has been told that it is going to happen. So what is our response to that? Our response, according to the Scripture, when these things happen, is to go back to the things that you have learned and been taught and assured of. You know, I'm assured that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And if I were to take my last breath, I know I would go to be with the Lord. I'm assured of that. I'm assured that I have the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm assured that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available as God desires to move in my life for me to minister to people. I'm assured of that. I'm assured that when I pray and I call on my God that He will answer me and say, Here am I. I'm assured that when I obey God in the area of my finances that He's going to take care of me. I'm assured that if I will go to church, I will learn and grow and I will have an opportunity to use my gift to minister to other people and other people will use their gift to minister to me. You know, I'm assured of the basics. And I'm assured that when I speak the Word of God and when I answer back to the devil's lies and deception and the fearful thoughts that he would try to bring to me, I'm assured that it is written will run him off. He's defeated anyway. The Bible says he's been brought to zero. Zero. Amen. So God wants you to be established in this present truth. He wants you to be established in it. That means stand firm, not wavering, not teetering, not falling, but standing. When the winds blow, when the fire rages, that we can stand and He'll bring us out to a wealthy place. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.